we start to see how our own life is a cyclical event no just by looking in nature this is something that we can barely very clearly see through the progression of the seasons first of all um and our own being is going through all of these different cycles biological cycles um emotional mental cycles um and it helps us gain perspective about those cycles happening on a personal individual level it teaches our mind how to think in cycles and how to move away from this idea that time is moving in only one direction time is this constant loop so this is why the fourth dimensional time connects us with both present and past at the same time um and through this calendar we can expand our understanding of the movement of time and how time is a constant present moment that is being fed by information coming both from the past and the future welcome to your awakening journey today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential if all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture we are about to ascend You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You're now listening to the Awaken Podcast, a show in which we dive into some expansive, insightful conversations to assist you and the planetary collective consciousness in its ascension. This is our ascending journey to higher planes of awareness, divine purpose, and infinite potential. My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy over at TogetherWeAscend.com and your host to the show. You've likely heard of the mind calendar, if not in the context of it supposedly prophesizing the end of the world in 2012. While this was actually a myth, the minds did not prophesy this. There seems to be quite a bit of evidence that the minds did have quite a bit, right? And the mind dream spell calendar is one of these pieces of evidence. You see, there is a reason why many, not just minds, but many ancient cultures were in tune with the cyclical nature of time and the cycles of nature. The cycles that exist both within ourselves and the world that we live in. And reconnecting to these cycles, being able to observe them within ourselves and our lives can bring about great benefit. And in this episode of the Awaken Podcast, we are joined by my friend Andra, who is an absolute expert at the Mind Dream Spell Calendar, which is the calendar we're going to be looking at today. And we're diving into this because as you're soon going to find out for yourself, if used wisely, this calendar and its perspective of time as a cyclical, infinite dimension 
can be of great service to us and our growth. If used wisely, this can be a powerful spiritual and personal development tool. And Andra is here to show us how. So if you're ready to understand time is the fourth dimension, its cyclical infinite nature, to come into greater attunement and awareness of the cycles existing within yourself so that you can apply this wisdom to cultivate greater self-awareness, integrate your shadows, and ascend. What do you say we dive in to this episode of the Awakened Podcast with Andra Vasan? But Andra, I do believe you are more than deserving of a proper introduction for those that tune into this. So what I'd like to, to kickstart things off with saying here is this has been a long time coming. Uh, <laughs> a few years ago, Andra and I first connected and had a great conversation. So it makes absolutely no sense to me that I didn't follow that up with another um soon after it took maybe what two years i would think when when do you think i it? think so yeah because i also checked in the messages when we first spoke and it was quite a while back ago so i think two years yeah yeah almost two years um but as i always like to say it although it's been far too long it's also been the the perfect amount of time definitely and at which point we uh, we followed up that great interaction with another that we had, what, maybe two weeks ago now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And both of those conversations were, I guess what you can say, the mind calendar 101. Mm-hmm. And Pretty here much, we are yeah. again. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm for... <laughs> Likely what will be a conversation of Mind Calendar 101. So I guess what I'm getting at here is I'm becoming an expert at being a beginner. <laughs> but I'm this way there's always new things to learn, no? By always being a beginner. There, I'm certainly, based on past experience, the evidence um, points to it's being very likely that I'm going to be learning quite a bit again today. But we are going to start with 101 for those that don't have the the expertise and beginner (laughs) that I have. Um, Expertise in beginner levels. So anyways, that's my little introduction to, to us and our relationship. And what I'm sure is going to be another epic conversation. Andre, thank you for being here and joining me for this. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to add earlier that I've noticed that this is how, how the calendar kind of works. Um, I mean, even for me, it wasn't something that just, you know, I read about it and was hooked into it and understood everything. It actually first came to me in 2012, heard a little about it, found out what my kin was, then again in 2014. And in 2017, I can say that I finally understood what it's about. So I've noticed that the calendar keeps popping up in the lives of people until they're finally ready to understand what it's all about, because it's quite a 
complex system. I'm still unraveling. There's parts of it that I'm still learning even after it's been almost four years. So uh, yeah, it's, it's good to be a beginner. <laughs> Always. And I think um, approaching things from that, that sense of I'm still a beginner and there's still so much here for me to learn. Mm-hmm. What's us in the state where we just absorb so much more? Mm-hmm. It's actually this state of, you know, childlike curiosity and wonder where the child knows. I mean, he doesn't even have this concept that I know everything that is to know. He's always discovering. And I've noticed that it's exactly these type of people that no matter how old they are, they can keep their inner child young and curious that they're the ones that open up to um, to really look at what this calendar is about. Because many times when you talk to people about, oh, I work with a different calendar. And it's like, why do you work with a different calendar? What's wrong with our calendar? And mm-hmm. it's so embedded in us and in our perception of life, this whole calendar, Gregorian calendar system that, you know, we don't even question the mechanisms behind it. Like, the name of the months or, you know, the days of the week, or why does the new year begin on the 1st of January in the middle of winter? People have just taken this for granted. And uh, it really takes an open-minded person to start questioning all of these instruments that have been actually shaping our consciousness for quite a long time and distorting our perception of reality in a way that we're not fully able to understand because through this perception of time as, um, let's say, a linear construct opposed to time as a spiral and a cyclical infinite spiral that keeps moving, you know, we're kind of condemned to um, see only a little part of the whole truth because through the institution of the Gregorian calendar and the mechanized clock, time has become something artificial it's something very disconnected from the cycles of nature and you know when we look in our history cultures since the beginning of time have been following the cyclical movement of the seasons of the moon of the stars within our night sky and this was the key through which they would organize their whole the whole structure of their life and you know now if we don't have the Gregorian calendar in front of us we have no idea what month we're in or what day of the month there's no um, natural um, elements around us that you know we can look at the position of the stars of the stars in the night sky and say like oh we're we're in the end of March because you know this is where the moon is and the stars were so disconnected from nature and um basically because time represents the dimension of our mind um i think we talked a little bit about this last time we spoke how time is the fourth dimension time is basically the third dimension is included in the dimension of time and in this fourth dimensional time time is a continuous now it's instantaneous past present and future all merged together in a single unity Um, and it's radial, it's cyclical, it's fractal in nature. And because we perceive time as, um, you know, something that is quantifiable and measurable, no, through 
the ticking of the clock and the calendar, we are basically led to um, distort time from being a dimension in itself to trapping it in the third dimension and altering its um, its essence in the end, because being the fourth dimension and being beyond the third dimension, when we take time and we put it within a little electronic mechanism that ticks away the seconds and the minutes, quantifying everything, you know, we're taking away its very essence. And this is why, this is why we're making it impossible for us to truly understand what time is about. And, you know, when we think about the philosophers of, I don't know, ancient Greece, for example, or ancient Rome, or even way beyond that, people had such a more deeper and um, simple understanding of time, of life, of, you know, our connection to nature. All indigenous people were aware of the fact that we belong to the earth. And because we belong to the earth, no, it makes sense having you know, a calendar that helps us align to it, not one that brings us further away from it, which is pretty much what the Gregorian calendar does. But um, yeah, um, I think I'm on a rampage here. <laughs> so <laughs> please feel free to um, stop me at any time if you have any questions or want to stir me oh. in a direction. I'm, I'm not here to stop you. I'm here to get you to go and flow, okay. um, which you certainly are. But yes, I uh, I see that my role to play here is to to steer things because <laughs> yeah. you're saying so much and it all sounds so potent and there's so many different jumping start points that you've provided us. Um, but I want to ensure that those that that check in with this are are following along. So. I think often the best way for me to do that is kind of just to reiterate some of the things that are sticking mm -hmm. out to me and then asking for clarification where it's needed. Mm -hmm. Now, a couple things really come up here. Um, so the main thing that I'm getting so far is that the mind calendar um, is, is that how you refer to it, by the way, the mind calendar, or is there a better name for it? It's called the dream spell calendar because this um, calendar that is inspired by um, the Mayan calendar is actually um, slightly bit different from the original calendar. There are some differences in certain, um, like the structure is the same, but certain interpretations are different. Um, also the Mayans had like 17, 18 calendars that they used simultaneously. Like they were doing very complex mental synchronizations with all of these different calendars. Um, so it's kind of like a modern interpretation of this ancient, of two of the ancient calendars that the Mayans used out of all of the 17, 18. Um, so yeah the dream spell calendar let's call it like that okay so that's the best name for us to use in this mm -hmm. in this time okay so mm -hmm. the dream spell calendar the the main thing that's sticking out about it to me is that it is aligned with nature it has it's in greater alignment with the cycles of nature than the Gregorian calendar, which is predominantly used today. Now, that seems to be a primary difference. And then there's also something you said about 
the Gregorian calendar being something that gets us away from what time is really about. So I want to ask, what is the what is the different the difference in perspective that the the Gregorian and the dream spell calendar has on what time is? So one of the main differences in perspective that comes through this um, organic harmonic calendar, as I call it, is um, the experience of time as a set of cycles and fractals, because Within the dream spell calendar, the dream spell having two calendars, we have the 13 moon calendar, which is a calendar aligned to the lunar cycles, the um, 28 day cycle that it takes for the moon to make a rotation around the earth, um, highlighting that it's not the same thing with the lunar phases, which take 29 days. Um, and the second calendar, the Tzolkin, this is what the Mayans called the sacred calendar because it has 260 days. And these 260 days are a fractal of the cycle that our solar system makes around the cosmic central sun located in the middle of the Milky Way galaxy in a cycle of 26,000 years. Um, one amazing thing. I'm going to ask just to, to take a second yeah. here. Um, so the Soul King calendar the, yeah. is based off of the sun's uh, rotation around the galactic sun. Yeah. And that happens, uh, one cycle takes how long? 26,000 years. Okay. And that's one of the the calendars that fall under the dream spell calendar, the mm -hmm. Soul King. Am I getting that right? Tolkien, yeah. And then what's the other one? The 13 moon calendar. Okay, so you may continue. Okay, so um, what I wanted to add was how incredible it is that the Mayans with their um, so-called primitive um, technology were able to know the structure of the universe. And this is something that modern day scientists are discovering through, you know, all of these fancy equipment that they're using nowadays. But, you know, the Mayans were aware of the cycles of every planet within our solar system, but also the cycle that our solar system makes within the Milky Way galaxy. So these two different calendars, one of them aligns us with um, the cycles of the moon and the sun the 13 moon calendar, because we have 13 moons or months within a year, 28 days each. This gives us 364 days. And we have another extra day, which is called day out of time, kind of like the plus one needed to align the lunar cycles with the solar cycle, which is 365 days. Now, um, what the Tolkien does is it aligns us to the galactic cycle that our solar system makes within the Milky Way galaxy. And um, because we have these two different calendars and we have a bunch of different um, units of time in it, well, for example, we have a seven day cycle, which is the seven days of the week. This is something that can be found in both the Gregorian and the um, 13 moon calendar, but 
within these um, seven days of the week, each day is correlated to a specific chakra within our body. Um, so we can actually, once we start following the calendar, we're going to start noticing how different parts, different chakras, different energy points within our body can get activated on specific days. Um, and so would it be fair to say that on those days, that chakra is more active? Um, I guess it depends on each person, like if the chakra is a little bit dormant or activated. So um, sometimes it can manifest as an activation or it can manifest as a weakening of that chakra in the sense that it's drawing our attention to focus mm -hmm. on that specific energy center. Um, for example, I used to have a lot of problems at my throat chakra. I was someone that couldn't actually express herself four years ago. Um, and sometimes I would experience when I was going through phases where um, I wasn't necessarily expressing my truth or I was holding back from expressing it or afraid of expressing it that on throat chakra days, I would, you know, maybe feel some discomforts around that area and that to, um, you know, work a little bit with the energy that was stuck there. Um, so it depends on each person, but yeah, it can be like an activation of that chakra. You feel it, um, you know, it's like the attention is focused towards that chakra for that specific day and how each person deals with that energy depends on them. Um, so and I guess with, um, with, it wouldn't line up that every Sunday is going to be the same thing with looking at the, the dream spell calendar, those seven day cycles isn't going to line up with the Gregorian calendar and that it's going to be Sundays or these days actually would, because it's, is, is that, is that the case? So um, for example, this year, the first day of the week starts on a Sunday. So Sunday, this weekend is going to be the first day of um, a week within mm -hmm. the calendar but um because we have the extra day out of time oh, yeah. plus one every month is go every year sorry it's going to change so mm -hmm. next year after the 26th of july because that's when the mayan new year starts um it's going to it's going to be in alignment with the gregorian calendar like the first day of um the week is going to be Monday within the Gregorian calendar, but it fluctuates each year. Right. So, um, this is um, this is kind of the um, correlation between the two calendars. And sometimes because I know that the first day of the month starts Sunday, I'm like, okay, what day is it today in the Gregorian? Okay, it's that in the 13 calendar. So you can make correlations between the two of them. Okay. Now coming back to the uh, the perspective on time, mm -hmm. um, of course, the reason why we're speaking to this is the the perspective of time that is um, that that the dream spell calendar considers is one that you believe better serves us. Now, mm -hmm. I feel like there's a little bit more to unpack in the difference that the this calendar looks upon time and thinks about time you mentioned cycles and fractals mm -hmm. uh, again I, I just want to compare that difference um and yeah. maybe just touching on like the way that those using the gregorian calendar kind of typically con considers time 
Um, so because within the dream spell, we have all of these different units of time, it really teaches our mind how to think in cycles. Mm -hmm. So we seven day cycles, four day cycles, five day cycles, 20, 13, 52, um, 260, 365. And it helps our mind be able to um, see things a little bit perspective and seeing the interconnection between different units and different cycles um for example each um there's a color coding within the calendar we have four main colors red white blue and yellow each of them having a specific function and each of them interacting with us in a specific way um so by um, looking, for example, at just how the colors are progressing one another and the energy that is associated to them, we can, you know, make a parallel between just four units and bigger units of time. Because this is the thing, the calendar functions very much like a fractal. So four, you mean by fractal? So four units can be four days or they can be four weeks or they can be four years or they can be 14 years, no, 40, 40 years. Um, so it's, you know, akin, for example, the smallest unit within the calendar can be one day or one week or a month or a year. It's this, a fractal is basically a proportion that remains constant and basically keeps its integrity no matter how far we expand from this. And this is how the calendar helps us connect with this um, fractal nature of time. Because by knowing, for example, our position today within the calendar, we are able to figure out our position within the whole system of the calendar. Everything is very um, mathematically precise here. And um, through this fractal nature, we can understand that you know, cycles are integrated in one another, how the beginning is the end of the, basically the ending of a cycle is the beginning of a new cycle. And it's, it really helps us get out of this very limiting perception of time where we see time moving in only one direction. It takes us to that spiraling movement of time where, you know, everything comes from and returns to the center, always in this infinity type of motion. But if we take the infinity symbol and we put it in 3D, then it becomes this infinite spiral that keeps on moving. And we come back to, let's say, the first position within the 260 matrix again and again and again, each time with a different awareness. And it's like this fractal um, spiral that keeps taking us through the same levels, but each time because, you know, we have grown and learned and accumulated new information, we can connect to the cycle in a different way with a different awareness each time. Um, and basically because the Gregorian calendar is so random, like we have 30, 31 days, 28 in February, nothing is logical in this calendar. Even the names of the months isn't something logical. For example, September, sept in Latin comes from seven, 
and September is the ninth month. And this is the same with all the months up until December, October, Latin, oct comes from eight and it's the 10th month, December. Um, I forgot the Latin word for 10, but December is the um, Latin for the 10th month and it's the 12th month. So um, basically through this calendar that is very um, like we have 13 months, 28 days each. It looks like, you know, this perfectly symmetrical system and everything is kind of logical. The progression of each day and how the cycles function, it's much more easier to be able to track time without having a physical calendar in your hands. The dream spell, like once you learn the progressions and for example, like now I'm in a place in my life where I just know what time of the year is within the, um, within the 13 moon calendar. So um, for example, today it is the white spectral mirror uh, no, sorry, it's the white spectral wind. <laughs> I was thinking because you are the uh, the white mirror within uh, the Tolkien. Um, so it's the white spectral wind. Spectral is also um, my tone of birth. Um, and today is a white day associated with this type of energy and associated with the energy of the white wind that also carries a bunch of characteristics and specific um, light and shadow aspects. Then the spectral tone um, also has specific characteristics. And um, within the um, 13 moon calendar, the one that is uh, with the 13 months, 28 days each, um, we are in the, um, in the solar month. So the ninth month. Um, so if Sunday is the first day of the week, um, we are in the third week um in towards the end of the third week we are in the um sixth day um and the sixth day is associated with the solar plexus chakra so once you have like a little bit of information about how the cycles function it's just something that you automatically know how to place yourself within time um, I was at one point at the seaside without any reception for like a week. And I remember coming out of, you know, our little corner in nature. I think something happened because I have an app on my phone that also tracks the um, cycles of the calendar. It's called the um, 1320 sync for people that want to look into it. Um, and I think something with the internet signal didn't update in time and in my mind, I knew it was a specific day within the calendar, but the app was saying something different. And I was like, oh, I lost the count. Oh no, like how could that happen? I've never done that. And then when um, I reached a place with a little bit more phone reception, the app updated and was the day that I knew in my mind that it was. And I was like, oh, okay, I got it. So I didn't, I didn't mess up the calculations. Um, and I don't know, it's the idea that we start to see how our own life is a cyclical event. No, just by looking in nature, this is something that we can barely, very clearly see through the progression of the seasons, first of all. Um, and our own being is going through all of these different cycles, biological cycles, 
um, emotional, mental cycles, um, and it helps us gain perspective about those cycles happening on a personal, individual level. Um, so it really, um, like I said, it teaches our mind how to think in cycles and how to move away from this idea that time is moving in only one direction. Time is this constant loop. So the past is something that we can connect with equally as we can connect with the future. And um, this is why the fourth dimensional time connects us with both present and past at the same time. Um, and through this calendar, we can expand our understanding of the movement of time and how time is a constant present moment that is being fed by information coming both from the past and the future. Um, kind of like the theme in the Inception movie where, you know, we communicate with our future selves to, um, I don't know, for example, to figure out some things in our life. And I really believe that this is possible to travel both in the past and in the future. And by time traveling, I don't mean taking our physical flesh and blood body and moving it to a different timeline because basically we are all time travelers through the fact that I can close my eyes and I can position myself in, you know, somewhere along my timeline in the past and also in the future. Um, and this is how we are all time travelers. It's not about building this complicated machine to take us there. We have this ability to access multiple timelines. And I really believe that the dream spell is a very powerful tool to help us clear our mind of all the old programs and um, to start afresh from a new perspective that is harmonized with the cycles of the universe, of nature. And another very interesting thing is that all institutions on this planet are basically embedded within the Gregorian calendar and the seven days of the week. You know, um, let's say I was fortunate enough to never have to have a nine to five office job. I've always been kind of like, um, ah, what's the word in English? In Romania, it's liber professionist, but uh, <laughs> I didn't have like, a, a, you know, office job I did photography I had my own business at one point so I didn't have like this very fixed schedule to respect but for most of us we are embedded in this society where everybody hates Mondays just because it's Mondays and the calendar says that it's Mondays and you know in weekends we just lie there in our bed unable to do anything but rest because we have exhausted ourselves over the week um, there are specific days of the month where we have to pay rent, where, uh, you know, for certain holidays, everything is closed or mm, basically like the school institution, the jobs, the, um, I don't know, justice system, everything is dependent on the structure of the seven day week of the Gregorian calendar, where, like I said, we have all of these different associations with specific days, like everybody loves Friday, Friday is the best day. And 
actually it's, you know, why? Like, why have we transformed Monday, which is a day that, like I said, based on the um, 30 moon calendar, it's not fixed either. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's just that dreadful day where we start our job in the morning. And all of our fears and all of our collective programs are very connected with this calendar. And mm-hmm. when we um, look a little bit at the history of this calendar, it started off in ancient Rome and it got passed on to the Catholic Church. And when we look at the history of the planet, the Roman Empire and the Catholic Church have been two of the institutions that have created a lot of, you know, wars and bloodshedding and the um, repression of the culture of, you know, all sorts of indigenous people and taking away their, um, all of their wisdom and all of their way of living because, you know, they were devil worshippers or however they were labeled. So, you know, when we really look at the history and the fact that the reason why the new year starts on the 1st of January leads us back to um, the Roman Empire where um, it was the day when um, the Council of Rome would um, start its um, its day on the job, let's say, for his, his year on the job or how many years he was in power. Um, it really, I mean, like, it really made me think, like, why, wow. why are we celebrating the new year in the middle of winter? Like, it makes no sense. We are not connected to any cycles. Like, if at least it was on the 21st of December, I would say, like, okay, it's the winter solstice. I can get that. But it's not even that. It's no astrological event in the sky. No, you know, cycles in nature. Nothing. And, you know, it's at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's the dead of winter. And here are people that are all celebrating New Year's uh, resolutions and, you know, getting wasted in that night. It's like, you know, why are we doing this? What is the point of all of this? And how does it serve us? How does it serve us? And, um, you know, it's just the new year because some people have said that the new year is on the 1st of January. Arbitrary. It's arbitrary, exactly. And once we really question why the calendar is the way it is, we really start asking ourselves, what is the purpose of this calendar? Like I said, ancient cultures were aligned to the moon because this was the simplest way to be able to track the cycles of time. So they would just look up in the night sky and know where, where they were within that year. And this cyclical rhythm is the way people used to perceive time. This is what came natural for us for so many hundreds of years. The whole Gregorian calendar institution is just a few hundred years old, but it has created such such a deep disconnection from us and the cycles of nature. Uh, Many people have no idea what summer solstice or equinox are anymore or what the difference is between the lunar cycles and lunar phases and this is something that was so important for people like um, I actually watched a documentary recently about the um, equinoxes how there are certain buildings built by the ancients 
um, that were perfectly aligned with the summer, um, uh, sorry, the uh, spring equinox and the rising of the sun at a specific moment. They are in India, um, in Mexico, there's actually um, Chichen Itza, a pyramid of the Mayans, where um, along the staircases of a specific pyramid, you can see um, the shadow on those um, at a specific point when the sun, uh, sun sets, actually, in Mexico, um, where on the steps of the pyramid, it's like a serpent type of shadow gets created and you see it like coming down the stairs. And they were very relevant for um, people because, you know, when you depend on nature, you need to know the perfect time to plant the crops or to pick up the harvest. You need to be there and aligned with everything. Mm -hmm. Kind of lost that. And yes, it's due to all sorts of other um, other steps that we have taken along the road, but because our perception of time dictates how our internal world um, is kind of like coordinated, because um, time being the dimension of our mind and being this interiorized mechanism, um, if we perceive time, the fourth dimension as something material, quantifiable, it's like we close off from the perception of alternate realities. We only see that which is palpable. We only, actually, yeah, we see only that which is palpable. We only connect with those things that we see. We close off from the spiritual world. We close off from anything that isn't pragmatic to our mind, anything that cannot be quantified, cannot be measured. Um, and this is another thing that really alters our inner landscape. It creates a lot of chaos in there because all of a sudden, the only thing that matters is materialism. And what about the spiritual world? Actually, um, a few days ago, I saw um, a politician in Romania. It was a hilarious video that went on the internet for a while um, about how a lady politician in Romania was saying that People in the Western world, they don't need souls anymore. They're not preoccupied by spirituality anymore. They just material. So they can just take more and more and they'll be happy. And this is exactly the perception that many people are, you know, locked in through this perception of time as something that is here in the third dimension and we can measure it. Mm-hmm. So... You know, all of this in a nutshell is the fact, like to summarize it a little bit, is um, it expands our awareness to understand that time is more about what we measure with a clock. Time is an infinite spiral. It is, you know, radial, it's cyclical. It's not just those seconds and the minutes that we count with the clock. It is our inner world, it's the connection with um, our soul in the end. And um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We're going deep and we're going to go deeper. Okay. Um, Let's see what of that I was able to digest. Um, The driving point I find is that 
time is not linear. It operates in this cyclical nature. There's minute types of cycles that are taking place in nature and within ourselves. And tuning into those cycles can support us in some way. And I mm-hmm. think that's where we got to kind of start this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So I think when you can see that there's these cycles taking place in, in nature, I think one area that we might need to, to spend a little time um, spreading light on is the types of cycles that we go through within ourselves. Um, but I guess the, the big question that I really want to hone in on is, well, one, again, what sort of cycles are, are taking place that you believe are in our best interest to be in tune with, to, to be aware of? And why does it, how could it benefit us in this day and age to, to be in tune with that? And again, just recognize that these cycles are very much taking place um, and knowing where we are within that cycle, how does that benefit us? Um, so like I said about earlier, there are very many different cycles that we as humans go through. On one hand, it's the biological cycles, how our body responds to the cycles of day and night, for example, or uh, for us women, we are, and this is something absolutely fascinating, how us as women are perfectly aligned with the lunar cycles. So I'm not sure how many women are actually aware that their menstruation cycle is 28 days. Um, And it is perfectly connected to the moon, which is the symbol for the feminine energy in so many cultures. So, you know, there's like a very deep connection there. Um, And actually, after I started following the 13 moon calendar, did I became aware that, oh, wait, my cycle is actually 28 days. It's not a Gregorian month. This is why many times we can experience, you know, our menstruation coming earlier or um, later because it's doing this alignment with the 28 um, days. Um, So besides all of these biological cycles, also the cycles of the seasons, we can feel them within our own being. Um, The way that this calendar, I mean, this calendar becomes a very interesting self-development tool because um, mainly through the connection that we have with the 20 solar seals and the 13 lunar tones, I would say. Um, Could you repeat that, the 20? 20 solar seals Mm -hmm. and the 13 lunar tones. And of course, I think we're gonna get into what those are. Yeah. So um, the 13 lunar tones are depicted with dots and bars, a bar meaning five and a dot meaning one. For example, this is eight. Um, so for those that might be listening to this as just an audio, there's a little uh-huh, bit of okay. a visual component. No, but uh, this does get posted as a video. As well, uh-huh. so, uh, for those that are with us in the, as the, um, or watching the video, um, you can show them, but uh, maybe just, doing your best to describe it for the audio. Describe describe. them as well. So for example, number 11, and this is the tone of today, this is depicted as two horizontal bars, one on top of the other and a dot above it. 
the one dot, that's one, and the two horizontal bars, 10. So one plus 10, 11. Um, and this is how the lunar tones are all written with this mathematical notation system composed of dots and bars. Um, and the 13 lunar tones are the principle of movement. This represents the formless energy that is everywhere around us that isn't contained within a specific shape or form. It's, you know, like free energy, if you will. Um, and these lunar tones are like different wavelengths of energy, like different musical notes, if you will. Um, this is why also they're called the lunar tones. And um, this is basically, like I said, energy moving throughout the space un, um, unlimited by any physical shape. Now, the 20 solar seals, these are depicted with all sorts of different um, symbols. Um, and like I mentioned, they are um, forming colors within the colors of the calendar. We have red, white, blue, and yellow. Um, so it goes through this progression of colors, always in this order, red, white, blue, and yellow. And these archetypes, oh, sorry, these solar seals represent different archetypes. Um, these archetypes are like um, psychological patterns, if you will, um, basically energies that manifest in light and shadow aspects. And when we explore the 20 solar seals, it's about exploring their light and shadow aspects and um, knowing how each of these archetypes manifests as shadow, because basically the shadows are like different coping mechanisms um, that um, a soul develops in order to adapt to this distorted reality that we're living in, where um, we're basically taught that who we are is not enough, um, who we are is not good enough, not bright enough, not smart enough. And these are like the mechanisms that are embedded within society through the way that children are raised okay so um, just to, to clarify here would it be fair to say that so this the solar seal cycle right they're based on these archetype archetypes that that are comprised of these different lights and shadows mm -hmm. okay so would it be fair to say that based on where we are in the cycle that's what type of shadow is going to be coming up for for individuals mm -hmm. so okay. by interacting with this calendar for each person a pattern is going going to start emerging and mm -hmm. this very personal pattern that shifts as we shift um so basically by following the calendar we're going to notice that we have certain good and bad days and the interesting thing is that the bad days are always connected to each other. They always have a specific solar seal, or it might be two or three that we're dealing with at the same time. Um, and for example, white mirror, your kin, um, or your solar seal actually, um, this was one of the very um, troubling aspects, uh, troubling solar seals for me to 
connect with, hold on a second, I'm trying to find it. It's so hilarious that every time, whenever I'm looking for a solar seal, it's at the end of the deck. Um, so the white mirror is um, basically the mirror of truth that puts us face to face with the reflection of who we are. It shows us that the inner and outer world are reflections of one another. Um, and it teaches us how to stop projecting our inner disharmony on the outside world, which is what I was doing when I started looking at the calendar. And um, I was constantly blaming my outside circumstances for the um, inner disharmony that was within. So white mirror days or days that were um, guided or challenged by the white mirror because um, through the combination of a 30 of a, one of the 13 lunar tones and one of the 20 solar seals, we have um, kind of like a little matrix that gets formed there with a sign in the middle and a cross of um, a guide, a hidden power, a challenge and a complementary energy. Um, I know we've gone through these before together, but again, yeah. being that some of our listeners will be hearing this for the very uh -huh. first time. Um, these are the four components of a, a Ken? Five? Uh, five, because it's the sign in the middle. Right. Uh, let's say the white mirror energy and the other four components, other four solar seals that are around it, they form what is known as the kin. Um, the kin being the smallest unit of measure within the Mayan calendar. And so is the middle portion considered part of the kin as well? Yeah, that okay. is so the energy of the kin. That is the main energy that brings together the signs around it. Okay. And just before we uh, we move on, what are those those components again? So we have the guide. Mm -hmm. um, this one is always positioned above the main energy of the day. Um, then underneath it, we have what is known as the hidden power. Um, and then on the left side of um, the main energy of the kin, this is the challenge. And on the right side is the ally or complementary energy. Okay. And again, just for clarity, um, each day has a, a combination of these. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the, the formation, um, can I use the word formation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was used, or I can, I can say the kin as well, right? Uh -huh, the kin uh -huh. for that, yeah. the day that you were born becomes your kin. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, what um, what significance does that play into an individual's life experience? So um, it goes hand in hand with the light and shadow aspects of a specific energy. So a person, maybe basically a baby, when he's born on that specific day, his whole body, his cells are completely open and they get impregnated with the energy and the vibration of that specific day. Um, and so this is like we become that archetype of energy. We, we basically choose it because it is said that, and the minds believe this, that each soul would choose its day for 
being born because they, that day best matched the um, the characteristics, the challenges, the um, gifts that a specific soul needs in order to reach, um, to accomplish its destiny, basically. Um, so it's not something random. And by exploring our own kin, it really helps us to understand a lot about the psychological patterns that we are dealing with and, um, you know, how to integrate them, how to transform the shadow into light. Um, so it kind of gives people a blueprint, if you will, of their own being and how to um, integrate some shadows, how to, um, you know, become more aware of their gifts how to um, understand their own cyclical movement because yes, the day that we are born on, that is our main kin. That is like the foundation upon which we build the house. Um, but every year for our birthday, we go through a different cycle. So based on what is called an earth family within the calendar, um, each of us belongs to a specific earth family. And this earth family is um, based on four members, each of the four main colors. Um, and every year for our birthday, we change signs within the calendar. We go through a cycle for that specific year while still keeping the original kin of our birth as um, I call it like the background music. And every year it's like a new instrument that we play at. So um, we change signs within our earth family, correct? Yeah. So to get this yeah. right, each earth family mm -hmm. has a set of four, you said? Yeah. Four different um, signs? Uh-huh. Different and solar seals, yeah. So for me, of course, one of the uh, solar seals that will be of my earth family is the white mirror because that was the one that I was born uh the mm -hmm. day i was born um that was the solar seal of the day i was born making sure i'm getting the terminology right here uh -huh. um, but there are three other solar seals that i will cycle through um each year mm -hmm. now you say on my birthday but being that we're looking at the dream spell calendar it wouldn't technically be my same birthday of the gregorian calendar would it Actually, yeah, because the um, through the 13 moon calendar, through the cycle of the 13 moon calendar, but because the Tolkien has 260 days, mm -hmm. it's going to move within this matrix of the 13 moon calendar that has 365 days. So, within a solar year, a solar cycle, the first day of the Tolkien is going to happen twice in that year. Um, so because of these two different calendars having different symmetries and because the one associated with the archetypes is the Tolkien, 260 days, this is why every year for our birthday, it's a different energy until you know we come back to our main energy every four years, but also the lunar tones change. 
Um, so <laughs> for people who are new to this, it's like a lot of bombardment with information, but I'll go through this too. Um, well, okay, so that's actually a good point to... Um... That's actually a good point because uh, you're right. There's there's a lot here, right? There's there's a lot of different cycles. There's a lot of different information. So I think it's also important that we really hone in on the oh, always the the most important thing is practical information. Information mm-hmm. we can use. Um, also, I do believe there's something to be said about um, information that becomes an, an intriguing invita- invitation for people to to explore this deep more deeply mm-hmm. if they, they resonate with the information and they, mm-hmm. they want to learn more about it um, but definitely what I want to kind of focus on is the understanding around how why why we would want to um, acclimate ourselves to this and really again come into harmony with with these cycles and what we can get from it and then if mm-hmm. it's something that someone feels the calling to to explore more they they of course have the opportunity to do so but i think again the most important thing here is um what can we get from this mm-hmm. uh, so let me just see if i can rein it back here and make sure we're not going too abstract uh-huh And just coming back to that question, um, how does it benefit us to to be um, aware of the cycles that we're going through? Um, you're, you're, you mentioned the the Earth families, and I guess where we can bring a, a little bit more clarity is one the uh, the different aspects of the kin and what uh, what those mean and what they tell us about ourselves and the day. Um, and then how do we use that information again to to ultimately just improve our, our life experience? Um, so about the different elements within um, the kin, um, basically the four signs around our main energy, I'm referring now to each person's specific kin of birth. Um, they all are here to help the white mirror, for example, become the white mirror. One energy is guiding us. It's giving us inspiration. Um, Whenever we're feeling stuck, the guide manifests itself in ways characteristic to the energy of that specific solar seal to, you know, help us find our path whenever we're feeling a little lost or whenever we're not sure which direction we need to go. It gives us guidance, it offers us messages. Um, Then the hidden power, this is something that already is there, embedded within our being, basically the main energy of our solar seal. This is what we came here to work on. This is what we came here to learn how to embody. The hidden power is something that is already there. We don't need to work with that energy. We don't need to work on developing it. And through it, it gives us a set of um, a set of gifts that through them, we can um, better navigate the shadows of our main energy. Um, then the challenge, this is obviously the energy that challenges us, that puts us in difficulty that takes us out of our comfort zone, 
that makes us see all of those things that our ego doesn't want to see. Um, but despite being a challenge, this is also the energy that helps us grow the most out of all of the signs that we can ever connect with. Um, because, you know, growth comes from uncomfortable situations. So it takes a challenging energy to take us out of our comfort and make us, you know, face the things that we are hiding from and we are trying to avoid. Um, and the challenge is always going to be directly opposite our main energy. If we were to arrange all of the solar seals within a perfect circle, the challenge is always going to be directly opposite that energy. It's the one furthest away from our main energy. And many times they're kind of like almost opposites of one another. Um, for example, um, the energy of um, today is the white wind, which represents the connection with the great spirit, the invisible essence, with the connection with our soul, basically. And the challenge of today is the yellow human. And, you know, it's the soul and the human, the materialistic aspect of human and the spiritual aspect of human. Um, another example would be um, the red serpent and the blue eagle, challenges of one another. The red serpent is the I am type of consciousness. I am my body. I am my needs. I need to work with my body. And the blue eagle is about the collective consciousness. It's about we are. So these two energies challenge one another because, for example, the, the red serpent can become a little bit too detached from the collective and very focused on the individual, but the blue eagle can also be too focused on the collective and forgetting about their individual self. And we need to nurture ourselves in order to take care of the collective. So these two energies are, um, you know, challenges of one another. Um, and Would you say that they support one another at all? Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, this is what I wanted to say that the challenge, yes, it's challenging, but it's actually a very good friend in disguise that is trying to push us towards growth, towards transformation. Um, and sometimes it might be a very unpleasant process, especially if we are resisting and we are, you know, remaining trapped in our comfort zone and fear of transformation. Um, but yeah, they're definitely working hand in hand to push us towards growth. And um, the complementary energy or the ally, this is like um, a very nurturing energy for you, for us, basically, very supportive, very, um, it's kind of like, if the challenge is the hidden friend that pretends he's not our friend, um, the complementary energy is the, the energy that walks by our side and shows us that it's our friend. And um, it's basically the one that walks by our side, giving us tools needed to um, overcome the challenges brought forth by the challenge or how to overcome our shadows. So the hidden power and the complementary energy give us a set of 
characteristics that we need to work with in order to, you know, become more, um, more of our light uh, qualities than our shadows. Mm-hmm. And the is the one that is setting the whole mechanism in motion. He's the one that shows us the things that we need to work on where, you know, the obstacles within our being are. And by understanding all of this, this is where this calendar becomes an amazing self-development tool. Because if I know the characteristics of a specific archetype, and let's say I have, um, I'm, I don't know, I'm just picking up a card here. Let's say I have a bad white wizard day. The white wizard is the shaman, the one that connects us with the wisdom of our heart, the one that um, guides us towards letting go of the voice of the rational mind and focusing on our intuition, focusing on our inner wisdom that is found around the heart space. So, for example, I used to have um, tricky white wizard days a year ago. And it's, it was because I was um, resisting through the mind. I was resisting the guidance of the heart and I was rationalizing. And instead of making heart-based decisions, I would make rational decisions, or so I thought, um, that actually brought me to very uncomfortable places. And um, it wasn't necessarily that type of uncomfortability that makes me grow. It was more like, okay, like this was a bad turn down the road. You know, I should have just listened to my inner voice. Um, And by interacting with this calendar, we can really gather the tools to witness ourselves, to understand our inner movements, to understand the things that we need to work on, to understand how we can work on those um, specific shadows. And um, for me, it's been very fascinating to observe how as I work with these energies within myself, those bad days within the calendar change as well. So white mirror days are okay for me now. Um, The one that I'm currently dealing with is um, the red earth archetype. This one meaning the power of presence, the power of being grounded in the here and now. Um, You know, being present also means You know, it doesn't only mean, you know, just breathing and focusing on our body. It also means not allowing our past experiences to influence how we act in the present moment, Hmm. which in a nutshell is what we do as human beings. You know, we have bad experience. We register it in the mechanism of our brain that actually our brain is the mechanism that creates this distinction between past, present and future. Um, And it basically registers our past experiences in order to know how to predict the future or so it thinks. Um, So many times we as human beings, we are stuck in this pattern of illusions where we are viewing our present reality through the lens of our past experiences, which is basically what I'm doing and dealing with right now. (laughs) That I've had some unpleasant experiences in my past, which make me react to a specific situation in the moment as if it was something from my past and Mm -hmm. I'm altering it actually through this process. 
um sort of influences our experience of the present these, these exactly exactly the past and it uh it kind of distorts our our experience of just subjective reality or yeah, definitely. There is an objective reality, but I can definitely see benefit in um, trying to approach it from the purest place. Mm-hmm. So, because I'm like still in this process of learning how to let go of these illusions of the past, Red Earth days can be a little bit um, tricky for me. Like, they really reveal to me that, hey, you're not present at all in this moment like you're down memory lane and you're adding that uh, that experience onto the present moment and it's actually nothing to do with the present moment so snap out of it mm-hmm. um, and this like I said changes as we change and not only this the fact that we interact with each archetype by understanding the movement that we personally go through, by understanding the movement of um, the solar seals of our Earth family, um, we can better understand the pattern of our life because it's four-year cycles. And I've noticed by looking at my past through this calendar that there's a perfect pattern as to, for example, when I start my relationships, it's always a red year whenever I start a big important relationship. Or um, I don't know, whenever um, I'm going through a more internalized cycle where I just want to sit a lot with my energy and I become a little little bit of a hermit, um, this is more towards my white years. White years in the past, 12 years of my life have been a little bit of a hermit mode. I'm going back to my energy to figure out, you know, what I really need and what um, what I have to bring to the surface in the following years to come. Um, now, I want to ask, are you, were you already familiar with the, the calendar um, and the, the implications of these, these four colors and the cycle? Um, when you went into these years? It was or was a, it something that you looked back on and it, it's like you saw that it lined up and it... it oh, I... Uh, yeah, the second version. I mean, I don't... Um, I just observe, like, this thing that I said with relationships and corresponding to my red year. I discovered this um, last year because last year was my red year and I was like, Oh, okay. So I see like, uh, I start, I always start a powerful new relationship in these red years because it happened the previous red year. It happened the previous red year before Mm -hmm. that. Um, And, you know, I just use it as a tool to observe rather than a tool to, um, because it's an ever unfolding pattern. I'm always discovering new things in which I look at it because it's, for example, it's not only relationships in the red year. I always discover a new hobby or, you know, something new that I can add to, let's say, my portfolio of things that I enjoy doing. Um, So I'm just using it as a template through which I view my reality. And then through this template, I look at, let's say, past experiences and I find the pattern. Mm-hmm. I look at 
this thing with pattern. I love finding connections and things like that. Maybe that's also why I like the calendar so much. But is that would you say the the appropriate use of it? Kind of um, checking in with your your experience and seeing the patterns that are taking place as they line up with with these cycles. Yeah. Um, okay. I think it's really important to to touch on something here. Um, and mm-hmm. again, I know this is something that's come up with us. See, I can see. I can definitely. I want to speak to the the individual that may be hearing some of this and has absolutely no belief or has yet to have any real reason to believe that we do undergo patterns in our lives um, and experience them in this, this cyclical nature, right? I know um, like the one area that kind of pops up for me is like horoscopes and, you know, um, mm-hmm. how much uh, the, the connotation behind when we think of like the, the horoscopes that, that show up on in newspapers and the a common response to to that and this whole idea that you know there's energies that are playing into our experience that are playing into who we are as people i'm sure there's so many uh there's a great deal of people that are listening to this given given the nature of this this show and the the community um they do resonate with a lot of this information they they, they do believe that our soul chose a, a particular life or particular circumstances to to come into to support and support oneself in a growth towards a particular mission or learning a particular lesson but um i kind of want to just address this this area that is skepticism around there being these patterns that play out in our life. I think there's there's two things here. One, um, I want to hear you speak to the notion that can this be, can using this calendar end up being this self-fulfilling prophecy where you're looking for certain things to happen or you're expecting certain things to happen. So you create for them. And also, what what has supported you in so strongly believing that we do undergo these sort of patterns in our life, and in the ways that we we come about the lessons that we're learning? So, um, let's say that when I started working with um, the calendar, I was actually oh, okay, today is this day, I have to do this. Today is a red serpent, I have to connect with my body. Today is a yellow sun, I need to stay out in the sun. Or I was actually trying to plan my days according to the calendar and nothing ever worked. Like whatever I would try to plan or try to force myself to do to connect with an archetype, it just didn't work. Um, and when I started to let go, and this was when I was just starting to, um, to look within the calendar and to learn its cycles. I didn't know it by heart. Um, I, I actually made myself check at the end of each day, what day it was. So it wouldn't influence the way I would, you know, try to go about that day or how I would interact with people. And every time at the end of the day, I was like, 
oh, okay, like my day is here within the kin because like this is the main energy and this happened today. This is the guiding energy. And I met with my friend that is the guiding energy of today, totally random. So it really made me, um, you know, get out of this perspective where I need to force things to happen. Basically, another term for this calendar is a synchronometer, a tool to help us measure synchronicity. So this is why it becomes powerful when we allow things to happen because synchronicity, if forced, is no longer synchronicity. It's just something that we made happen. Mm-hmm. And as we let go and we allow things to unfold, that's when we see that things around us or even people around us are in alignment with the calendar without them actually knowing that this calendar exists. Um, For example, in the work that I do, because I work with many people, many times people will send me emails on days connected to their kin. So if today is a white wind day, someone who is a white wind and this is his kin would message me on that day to ask me something about the calendar. Um, So the way that it's interacted with me was that whenever I was trying to use it as the self-fulfilling prophecy, um, it just wouldn't. It was like nothing was ever coming in place. Everything that I was planning for those specific days something would hijack my plans, either myself or, I don't know, things happening around me. Um, And while many people can say that, oh, yeah, but you're still influencing yourself, I'm actually just observing. And to be honest, in the beginning, this was a difficult process for me to just observe. Like I was saying, I think I had a month where I was just going through, okay, what day is it today? Oh, okay, I'll do this today or I'll do this tomorrow. And um, I'm not adding, I mean, I'm not planning my days according to the calendar, even let's say days where I have workshops or things like that. I pick up a date and then when I look, oh, what day is it in the calendar? It's always in alignment with either my energy because I'm facilitating that specific event or in alignment with the energy that I want to share. I feel that the way the most uh, the way this calendar becomes more valuable is when we just allow it to unfold and we observe. Mm. And this goes even for the cycles of our being. And if if we would have to have a horoscope for today, it would have to be a personalized horoscope for everyone because everyone interacts with these archetypes differently. Obviously, um, you know, there are more people sensitive to specific archetypes than others, you know, based on their kin, but also based on where they are currently. So, for example, today, White Wizard Day, because it's a lot about communication, somewhere around the world, people are out there having fights because of issues in communicating and being present to one another. Um, So... While on some level, it can give you kind of like hints and clues as to what is going on on a collective level, I cannot predict for which person, you know, what's going to happen in that specific day. Mm-hmm. Um, if We're all going to interact with it differently. Yeah, yeah. And it's and- important to just kind of 
learn how you are interacting with these different energies. Yeah. Because, yeah. for example, like today I'm having this beautiful conversation. I'm not fighting. I'm not distorting this. Um, I'm not distorting my truth in any way. I'm being present in what I'm communicating. Or, and another thing is that each archetype has so many different layers to it. So the white, um, the white wind isn't only about communication. It's also about connection to the spirit. It's also about integrating our masculine and feminine. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot of things that we can work with in about this just one specific energy. Um, so, so my white wind days might be totally different than your white wind days. I think that's yeah. really important point to drive. Yeah, definitely. And each person's red or white or blue or yellow years can be very different from each person. The function of the colors is that red is initiation, something new that is being brought into our life. Um, White is the refining or the tuning or the adjusting of our being to um, basically settle itself down after receiving this powerful initiation and um blue is transformation or transmutation and yellow is the ripening of our inner fruits and offering them to the world so all of these four stages can look very differently for many people um for example red years can you know um, be different for each person, whether it's a new relationship or a new job, or even just a new perspective about themselves and their life. You know, a lot of different things can happen in red years. Um, white is also associated with a sort of a symbolic death that we go through. But for example, for me personally, this symbolic death that is described from white, I've usually experienced it in the blue, in the sense that in the white, I've kind of acknowledged like, oh, I really need to make this change in my being and, you know, procrastinating and me making any change. And then the blue year was catalyzing forth this motion within my being. Um, And yellow is usually the offering of our inner fruits to the world, sharing them with other people. And again, this can look so different for each person, um, depending on the fruits that we have been working on developing within ourselves. So while I get it, while some people can say that, you know, I don't want to have to, you know, condemn myself to looking at things just from this limiting perspective. The fact is that this calendar is giving us unlimited perspectives through which we can view just one day, just one archetype. And I love actually looking at other people who work with the calendar and their interpretation of certain archetypes, because from each person that I listen to, they say something differently about an archetype. And I oh, I didn't think about this energy as being like that. Or I learn a lot about, um, I learn a lot from people I'm having sessions with where they say something about their kin and I'm like, uh-huh, okay, that's a very good point. I'm going to steal that for the next sessions that I have with people. So 
that's uh, kind of how I approach the calendar. I really, really keep myself away from predicting things. Like even mm-hmm. sometimes maybe when I notice a pattern, like, okay, so this is the archetype that is a little bit troubling for me, like the red earth energies currently. Even if in the morning I might be like, oh, it's a red earth day. I wonder if, I wonder if I've worked with this energy enough over the last 20 cycles, uh, 20 day cycles. Um, I really try to disconnect myself from this perception that might mm-hmm. arise in me. And I just allow things to flow. And then if things flow in the sense of me manifesting my shadow, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah today because this day and things like that um so yeah that's my approach i like it i uh i think a lot of important things that you you shared there and um for me the the big one is that you use it as a tool uh opposed to being something that you you're looking at and saying this is the way that it's going to be you're using it as kind of a a way to to better understand yourself, not by listening to what the calendar is telling you, but by looking back at your own personal experience and kind of using the calendar as a, a reference to, to see the patterns that you're undergoing within your experience. And I think, again, that's just such a super, super important point to drive home because I can definitely see how someone hearing about this for the first time can approach it with this notion that it's telling me about myself telling me about what's what's going to happen to me or what my day is going to be look like and that's you know it's a pretty common perspective when we look at things like again horoscopes and um something Mm -hmm. of this nature so i uh i'm really happy that you you cleared that up um and and just brought a little bit more clarity as to the way that you approach it uh, I kind of want a little bit of a, a sum up as a as a way of wrapping things up here. So as a sum up, how do you recommend someone that is feeling a little bit of interest around exploring this area? How would you recommend someone that is now getting into it to to use the dream spell calendar? So in the beginning is just about observing um, and going a little bit through trying to learn, let's say, the progression of solar seals, of lunar tones, um, the 30-moon calendar also looking into it a little bit and its structure. And like I said, there are a few apps out there, and this way it's very easy for anyone to just download the app. There's the um, 1320 Sync this one is available for iPhone users. And then there's That's the 1320 um, sync or sync. Yeah. Sync. S I N C. Okay. Um, and then we have the um, dream spell app for um, Android users. I don't know why there's two different apps, but anyway, these are the ones that I've checked out and know where you can follow there, the energy of each day. And it's about observing. Like I really recommend people in the beginning because I've noticed like, this is actually a question that many people ask me, like, how can I better use the calendar to plan my days? And I'm like, no, that's not what it's about. Um, So recommend to check at the end of the day to dismiss any of these um, notions that somehow we are influencing our experience by knowing the energy of the day 
and observing how the calendar interacts with them, um, finding those patterns within their being. And this is going to take, let's say, like a month at least to be able to find all of these patterns and then um, to go into discovering what these patterns are actually trying to um, communicate to them. Um, so it's kind of like a little bit of homework that people need to do in order to familiarize themselves with the codes of the calendar and the meaning of the archetypes um, in order to know, okay, what is this solar seal trying to communicate with me? What are its shadow aspects? How can I deal with those shadow aspects? Um, and from then on, it's just having the patience while their brain gets um, used to all of this cyclical movement and to observe it, to just um, allow the calendar to interact with them without them forcing everything. And the thing is that once you start using this calendar, a lot of synchronicities can start to unfold within us synchronicities that if we didn't have the codes of the calendar, we wouldn't know about them. Um, the easiest example that I have for this is seeing how people are aligned with the calendar. And in the beginning, when I was just following the calendar, I was so fascinated how it was, you know, a blue eagle day my blue eagle friend would call me random after not speaking with me for a month, or I would uh, have friends over and um, he would bring another friend and I would be, because in the beginning I was very, oh my God, let me show you what I just discovered. I was doing everybody's kin, even if they barely knew me. So even if they didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Them to the <laughs> Do you want to know your... What's your birthday? Um, Exactly. Okay, I know everything exactly. about you. <laughs> um, and people would randomly show up at my house and it was their kin for that specific day. All sorts of connections like this. And I would, I would always be fascinated how, wow, people are on this frequency and they don't even know about it. And obviously, I noticed that this happens to people who are more attuned to themselves, more attuned to their soul and their heart, because once we are in alignment with our hearts, we are in alignment with the universe. And because this is the language of the universe, you know, it's those perfect alignments that take place. That was, yeah, yeah, that was uh, definitely a big point that, um, that kind of came in uh, when we were speaking earlier in the call. It was that, you know, when one is in alignment with, with flow, with source, with whatever you want to call it or however you want to describe it when we are in alignment that sense of naturalness lines up with the being in alignment with the flow of these energies um so it, it makes sense to me that you say that um is there any last few points because we are going to begin in wrapping things up given the time but is there any big uh drive home points that you have around, again, recommendations for, for someone that is interested to explore this and to, to use it as a tool for personal development? Um, so I would recommend checking out the website uh, lawoftime.org. Um, this is the 
foundation that was um, created by Jose Arguez. And Jose Arguez is the one who has made tremendous efforts to bring the wisdom of this calendar to the general public. He even went as far as making a petition or going to all sorts of world leaders and the Vatican and places like that to um, promote this idea of calendar reform and calendar change and why it's relevant to speak about that. Um, Jose Arguez also wrote a few books, um, the Mind Factor being an essential um, lecture if people want to connect more deeply with the calendar and understand what the minds were all about um, and what they were actually doing through this calendar. Um, also, um, I don't know, to check out my YouTube. Uh, I was waiting. <laughs> okay. I was going to throw <laughs> in one of the most valuable resources available to us. Um, if you hadn't, uh, if you hadn't introduced it yourself, yes, please. And uh, um, where can we learn more about it from you? Um, so I have this YouTube page, um, Dream Spill Calendar Explained. Um, also, uh, there's my favorite. Facebook page, Dreamspell Galactic Signature Decoding. This is where I kind of post my um, videos. Um, I think I have 59 videos <laughs> up until now, or actually I think I just filmed today the 59th video. Anyway, there's um, a lot of resources there as well. Give me the one, the first one someone should check out. Um, um, well, I think I should kind of recommend them from the last one to the first one, because in the first, uh, in the first videos that I used to make, um, no, sorry, from the first video to the last video, um, so going order. older. Yeah. In the sense that first I started off with the basics of Good the character, and then I started going into the more complex layers of nice. um, the calendar. So, That's yeah perfect that you built in um from the the ground up uh i want to say good for you because i would have a hard time recommending some check someone checking out my first videos <laughs> you do not want to go there please don't do sort by most recent and check out the bottom don't go there franja it's a different story um start with the ones and i will uh, i will include links to to all of this in the the show notes so people can find it nice and easy um anja i have one final question for you before we wrap things up um this is the the grand finale question we call it the the ascending question okay. this, is, this is the one this is the one we came for okay i'm ready you ready anja you just realized the power to telepathically communicate to all of humanity. What do you say? Ooh. How, how, how long or short can my message be? No limit. No limit. Um... You are enough, you are worthy, you are completely more than people have taught you to believe that you are about. And it's time that we start discovering 
who we were before the world broke us and taught us that we are not good enough for this world. I feel that this is the deepest wounding of humanity that we have been led to believe that somehow we are unworthy of receiving love and we are all worthy. We are all already divine beings. It's about peeling off the layers so that we can see our light shining truly. So um, I think that would be it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for that important, beautiful message from the heart. Thank you for being here with me in this interaction and sharing all the great, interesting, inspiring knowledge that you've shared. And thank you for all that you're being in this world because I see before me a being that has done quite a bit of work on peeling back the layers and allowing her light to shine. And I know that that's something that is needed more of. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Anja, that's going to be it. Asunders, that's going to be it for our conversation on the third conversation that I've got to have of Dreamspell Calendar 101. This is the first one that you get to chime in on, but I do invite all of those that are listening, if, again, they feel that sense of resonance, to, to explore this further um, and use it as the valuable tool that it can be. Andrew, I want to say thank you once more. That's going to be all for this episode of Awaken. Thank you for having me and for the work that you do to promote things like this out there to people. So it's been a pleasure, like the previous times as well. <laughs> and all the ones that we're going to have in the future. And the ones, yeah, in the future. Take care, Andrew. You too. Bye. Senders, that is going to be all for this conversation that I got to have with Andra. I hope that at the very least, this was able to expand your perspective of time as the fourth dimension and begin to perhaps be more mindful of the cyclical nature of your life. And then, of course, if you are interested in feeling the call to explore the Mind Dreams Bill calendar more deeply, a great place to start would be Andra's YouTube channels and downloading those apps she mentioned on your phone. Links to all of those will be in the show notes to this episode. Ascenders, I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Awaken, for being here, for being on this path of expanding self-awareness, in your purpose, in your service to the all, in our ascension. So until next time, keep ascending.